Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome, After Buzzers. You are watching Queen Sugar Season 4, Episode 5, Face Speckled, where tonight we talk old flames, political heat, and blues heartbreak. Stay tuned for more. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Welcome back, After Buzzers. We are excited for an all-new Queen Sugar show. I'm your host, Saka Smith, joined by my lovely co-host, Candy Nonterra. Thankfully, we got you back, Candy. You're back. You're <laughs> back in the excited. building. It feels good to be back. Yeah, I know we were nervous last back. week, but we held it down. <laughs> we so did. Thank you for returning, <laughs> Dr. That was an awesome job. I peeped, I peeped the show, okay, and okay. I was like, y'all held it down. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. We tried. We tried. But we, you know, we're almost to, to full to full strength here. Mm-hmm. So well, mm-hmm. I think we got Thelmy back next week, right? Thelmy is back next week. Okay, so we're going to have a full pound next week, but right now, us three are going to hold it down. Um, tonight, we're going to go over our news, our predictions, our big easy scene, where we give you a little flavor of... Of Louisiana lifestyle, uh, and then we're gonna go into our overall thoughts and talk about this episode. Wow, Cree Summer, amazing! But um, <laughs> let's just tie in. Like I love that. Uh, but yeah, I, I love this episode. I love getting the the new life from Cree Summer, uh, Octavia, and I, I think I just loved the emotional moments we had in this episode. Beautiful, wow. right? Oh my gosh. Speaking of emotional moments, my heart was so heavy. I don't think uh, I I I. I, I cried so much on any of the other episodes like I literally shed a tear I had to literally contain myself from literally like breaking down because there were so many moments that I felt personally Mm -hmm. that kind of related to me and it just kind of broke my heart so wow writers amazing job this episode amazing job Agreed. Um, I feel like what I got from the episode is that there's strength and vulnerability. And we saw a lot of people, you know, just shed their layers and just showcase their strength. You know, when you talk about Blue in that moment with Ralph Angel, Aunt Vi in Hollywood. I mean, you name it. I was like, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's get into it and talk about the old flames. We got a lot of old people coming out of the closet now, you know, Oops. out of the out of the woodwork. It's, it's, getting, it's getting heavy. It's getting heavy. So uh, we had Remy, we had Octavia, uh, and we still have Vi dealing with the ghost. Uh, we're not the ghost, Jimmy Dell, but you know his recent visit. So what? Like when we talk about Vi and Jimmy Dell, what do you guys think about what she's dealing with now, uh, Dante? For you, how is she going to be able to move forward dealing with this sort of what it looks like it's internal kind of fear. I'm, I mean, I'm not a doctor or anything, but does she have PTSD? Yeah. I, I feel like that's what she has, but I feel like she is handling, handling it. The first step is communicating. And like I said, just being vulnerable and just opening up to Hollywood, who's trying to help her, who's trying to understand. So that's the first step. Um, also, I, I know she's angry with Nova, as she should be, mm-hmm. but she can't hold on to that anger because like I said last episode you know with the lupus and everything mm. those are triggers for stress and you can have a reaction and it's everything not healthy. And if yeah. Yeah, exactly so if you're trying to move forward even in the Jimmy Dale situation I feel like that's another way she has to maybe not forgive Nova immediately but at least talk to her yeah. to yeah. express herself I, yes. and I'm so glad that she talked about forgiveness because it's so easy to um, 
ugh, to, to just be angry at somebody, you mm-hmm. know, and to, and to say that our pain comes from a particular situation when there are emotional traumas that we still haven't dealt with. And yeah. let's face it, it's so interesting that, that we were, we're seeing that this episode, because I literally just talked about that on my Instagram page the other day, that we have to heal from these emotional traumas. Yeah. And I thank God that she has Hollywood. When Hollywood made the, made the statement, I can't protect you from what you're feeling inside, but all I can do is be right there with you. Sometimes that's what you need, the love of, you know, the support of your family, the, the love of a loved one, you know, that yeah. can just be there to say, hey, baby, I got you. I know this is hard, but we will get through this together. And, I, and I'm and i so glad that she has Hollywood to give her that support. Yeah, and the strength to acknowledge that even though you were strong, you're finding a weakness where you thought there was none. Mm-hmm. Because w- what struck me, especially when the episode when she sees Jimmy Dell, that that visceral reaction. Do you remember when when she opened the door and there's Jimmy standing there to come in the house and she lets him in because she didn't know how to process like she hadn't had the tools to deal with him being there again. Right. Yeah, so I, I just thought it was great that she's dealing with that because that moment really kind of worried me for Vi that she let him in the house and she kind of seemed to be listening to him again for that moment. Absolutely. And, and, I, and I think it's very fitting to say, with that being said, what you do not release, you cannot move forward. Yeah. Straight up. What yeah. you do not release, that is something that a lot of us do, especially the ones that are considered the strong friend mm-hmm. or the matriarch of your family. You know, you, what you do is you just put it on a shelf and you, you, you move forward and you, yeah. okay, well, if I stay busy or if I do this or if I do that... It's it's not real. Out of sight, out of mind. That's something that we have to stop doing yeah. because it will resurface and it will resurface at a time that you least expect it. You know, yeah. you actually brought up a really good point. You know, sometimes staying too busy. Um, Vi mm-hmm. has busy her whole life taking care of, you know, Ralph Angel, the borderline siblings, yeah. and just yeah. carrying that family name and legacy, you know, just trying to find her footing and stepping into her own with the pies and, you know, Hollywood and everything. So she really hasn't had enough time or Maybe not that she hasn't had enough time. She just hasn't had the ability to move forward yeah, and she, just right. actually process it right. and analyze what actually happened. Because she had to process it in a way that also allowed her to move the family forward so quickly and maybe compartmentalize certain things. But it's nice to see that she's willing to deal with it now and that Hollywood is there by her side. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And of course, we had some other old flames. Someone who seems to have gotten over it is Charlie because we saw Davis make a play, and I, I told you it was coming. Um, and I think he's still, I think he's going to wear her down a little bit over time. Um, no, the, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 back with all it. It's like this come is on. my analysis what, what is based. On with you? My analysis based on what I see. Uh, Listen, Shaka, they tore you up in the they, comments. They, so they, I, they, they, so they, I read all of them. I said, "Ooh, this is Chad. I can't take up for you. I can't take up for you, Shaka." Uh, no, I'm just saying that. It, it, and I, Charlie almost gave him a little hope in that little scene for a second, no, and then she not was, even a little you know what bit. I mean? For a second, I thought she was, and then she was like, "In that moment, it's past." I didn't but. get that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think Shaka must have bumped his head because I don't think we were watching the same uh, show. Yeah, maybe. We obviously but, could not have been watching but you the know same what? show. Maybe that's from a man's perspective because well, I feel like when a man loses something good and he knows he he did, yeah, yeah. he's gonna try as hard as come on, sis. Come well, on, sis. Well, you know, when I think as a guy, you always have hope when she's going to let you back in the room. And so even though she didn't want to be out with you in public, she's still going to meet with you and strategize. Mm. And the fact that it felt like old mm. times. You know how Vi said she's like that woman is still in her that dealt with Jimmy Dale? I think the woman that still loves Davis or no, no, went no. through the motions with Davis when she was in love with him is still there. So certain things feel familiar and no. you might want that familiarity again. No, no. I mean, but that's the importance of stepping outside your comfort zone. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> and that's, and also, 
it's the importance of healing. I think that that Charlie has healed through that situation because let's face it, yeah. Charlie has gone through so much <laughs> all four seasons. <laughs> I think that it's really good to see that she's healed it, and also she's all she she's finally uh, met a man that has shown her what real love is. At least that's what we've seen so far. And do we think she's healed enough from Remy though? Is Remy going to cause any any? No, uh, Remy's any gone. Blips? His character's gone. We no. You Remy's, think so? Remy's okay, that whole two minute. Like interaction? No, I think no. What's the purpose of him coming back? Remy, because they had yeah. to close out that chapter of his character. Writers, great job. Remy is gone. <laughs> Thank you. It's, I am Team Romero all the way. I'm well, sorry. we know there that. There is no more like, for Remy. Blocks out of the way. Shoot, fly, don't bother us. <laughs> we are done with you, Remy. But I have a question in terms of Davis and everything that he's going through with the release of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, do y'all like how he put Micah in it? Do y'all think it was fair? I mean. Was it cause for concern for her to be like, you know what? Okay, you're right. Let let us meet. We can meet today well, at noon. Because I sort of wasn't feeling that. No, I, I was feeling that because I, I do think they need to have a hands-on approach to this book. Because the book seems to be getting so much press that they really do need to sit together as a family and figure out what to do and what to say when. And, you know, is Davis's job going to be in jeopardy? I don't know if he's paying any support or for Micah. So they do need to sit down and figure okay, out how to... Okay. Uh, okay. I, I guess okay. I guess the reason why I was a little skeptical yeah. because granted I do agree with you to that point, yeah. but then he tried to slide his way back on in there. So is it about Micah can we, or can is we it be about? Real? Can we be real? No. Davis has always used Micah as a crutch because he knows that that's a soft spot for Charlie. Well, it's his son. He, oh, no, 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 no. Because him. he knows that Charlie will do anything for Micah. It's always, always been about Micah. So he knows. Okay, let me slide in there. Let me mention Micah because Wait, he knows that's a soft spot. It, it should always be about Micah though. He's it trying is, to get his family back but together. He knows that all I got to do is mention Micah and she'll give me the time. And well, that's, that's her child. And that's what I, that's what yes, I thought. And that's exactly what I got from him. I'm like, so is it really about well, what, he slick? But maybe he he's, I'm not buying it. Wait, he think he's no. slick. But maybe he needed to underscore the point that they need to tackle this and obviously if you're not realizing from what I'm saying, you need to realize it from Micah's perspective. Davis, you ain't fooling nobody. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a child and a career that he's got to somehow deal with. In light of these new, you know, the fresh, you know, ness of what's happening. But here's the thing: Davis is a retired NBA player who's well off. He couldn't hire a lawyer. He couldn't um, hire one of those um, PR experts. He he don't have to worry about. He wants that old thing back. But no, but listen, Charlie knows Davis. She's she she's attuned to how he's going to play in the media. She knows his business. You can pay other people for that too. Not the way Charlie's going to do. I mean, there's no one he could pay that would be as good as Charlie because she knows him so well. She's good at what she does naturally, and then she also knows him very well. I, I just don't like this interaction. Yeah, well, okay. we'll see, we'll so, see. So why do you think he tried to kiss her? Why do you think he tried to kiss her? Because, because he, he realizes that he's I'm gonna lost. I'm going to put her in a vulnerable place, and then I'm going to ease on in there, what, like the Davis that I am, What happened to and this try wanting, to kiss her. That's what, what he did. What happened to this wanting to get your family back? I really loved her. I realized I messed up. Excuse I made me. a mistake. He should have thought about and that numerous obvious. times. He had a whole human being outside of a I'm whole thing that he kept a secret, and then the hotel scandal. He wasn't thinking about his family, Charlie, or nobody Thank but himself. Excuses, excuses, excuses. Well, I, I just don't think it's a twisted plot for him to try to get his wife back. You know, uh, I appreciate but, yeah. your optimism for your, yeah. for, your, for your men in this episode, but I'm not buying it. I'm not either. <laughs> well, then, then, then let's move on to Octavia. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. 
You don't like the guys. But uh, what do you feel about Octavia? I mean, I really loved her challenging Nova, but I was a little bit surprised to realize they had this whole history. Um, what did you think about the history? Oh, listen, I just felt the sexual tension just, just coming through the TV screen. <laughs> Honestly, the way that I, I, I saw it is I thought that it was a ploy, if anything, to give her um, more immediate exposure. Because the things that she was asking, she knew that it was pressing certain buttons yeah. within her. Because let's face it, she's her old teacher, yeah. and Nova is her student. Yeah. So why not do the things that's going to get her ramped up, that's going to fire her up and answer the right questions that are that, that are going to be newsworthy? Yeah. Here's what I gather from it. <laughs> <laughs> Nova doesn't know how to let go of the past. Y'all yeah. notice every time somebody comes no, up in the past... And she's quick. She, she is so quick. I'm like, goodness, girl. But yeah, I... So was that her, like, entry point, Octavia's entry point to sort of get Nova back in her good graces? Absolutely. Oh, so that's how they play this little game? Oh, that's a game. It's a little game of cat and mouse. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you can definitely see. I think they both definitely spur each other intellectually. I think there's an intellectual, mm-hmm. like, attraction there. Sexual. Yeah. But she definitely seems like she's up to something, uh, Octavia. And it looks like she's really jealous, I think, of Nova's success, right? I think it's more of a controlling thing to me. Hmm. I think it's a little hmm. controlling. I do. Because if you if if you thought about what she said, she said, I, I thought that you would have gone the, um, what, what was the phrase she used? I thought that you would have gone the um, something route instead yeah. of writing a memoir. Yeah. She, she was very upset that uh, Nova didn't follow into her shoes. And that's yeah. what I gathered from it. And I think it's more of a controlling thing. And even if you think about it, she's like, you, sh- you know, maybe I can come to the next city with you. Or I, I think she she wants to be a part of what Nova has but, going on. But I think she wants those accolades for herself. And I think yeah, she feels like she's that. missed out on mm-hmm. that. But she's an esteemed professor. Doesn't she have some alcohol? Well, she's not a New York Times bestseller. Yeah, she, okay. No, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, she's asking questions at Nova's book tour. Um, so I, and I actually, I, a professor years ago that said if you are into teaching, you have to love teaching because what happens is you do see these students that come through and A, your students stay the same age in terms of if you're teaching the same level they stay the same age, and then you go on to see them do other things. So you have to actually not be jealous of the success that they're having in the future, but actually want, love teaching that you contributed to that that success. Right. And then not to mention, how would you feel if your protege wrote only one line, and, and this is what who you consider to be your protege? Nova's, n- I've yeah. never heard anything about uh, Chris, you know, Octavia yeah, okay, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. before this point. So how would you feel if your protege, this person that you consider to be your pride and joy that you poured so much into, only mention one line about you in the book. That says so much that maybe Nova didn't think as highly of her as she thought of Nova. I mean, the editors could have edited it out. Well, (laughs) well, to to me, I think if it's a legitimate protege, you don't have a problem with that because why are you pouring to that person? For a benefit for yourself or for the benefit of that person? But when now you have a sexual ego, like you have a sexual relationship with that person and there's an ego involved, now it's your ego that needs to be fed by the one line or the paragraph or the, the chapters. But if it's a legitimate protege that I think you're pouring into, you're not concerned about the accolades later. Or, or maybe it's about Nova and her selfishness, because that's the one consistent thing we've seen, yeah. is how selfish she, she is. She takes what she wants from that person, and she moves right along. She's done that with all of her lovers. Yeah. She's, done, she's done that with her family. Yeah. What's, what's so different about this relationship? I, I, 
to me, she to me it was more of an ego driven thing. Where she mm. didn't say the way you characterized me was wrong, or that you told lies on me, or you you, you revealed a too deep of a truth. Right. She just basically said, "I wanted my name out more. Like, I, why wasn't more written about me? I, I feel like I didn't mean enough to you in your life. Mm-hmm. So that's your ego. That's not so that's I'm not a criticism of this book. Of being yeah. a mentor, of being you know that person. I guess exactly. we'll find yeah. out. We'll find out because she's not talking. Because remember, you know, a lot of it was like, "Are you representing everyday black life?" And it doesn't seem to me in that scene that she was concerned about that representation. She was concerned about whether or not her name got clout, you know. The way they brought her in, she seems so strong and forceful. So I, I think she's going to really, you know. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I, hope so. it. I hope so. I was actually hoping, and, and this is my yeah. last thing I'm going to say about Octavia. Yeah. I was actually hoping that she would have checked her about what she mentioned about her family. Yeah. Like, I thought that that was the route that Octavia was going to go when she was talking about the memoir. Mm-hmm. I was hoping. I was like, please say something. Yeah. Please check her because she needed to be checked real but, good. But I think in some ways it was like checking her because here you have revealed all these details and secrets of your family, but you want to make a point point on black life but you've included no data no research so really you just released a tell-all like she said she called it a tell-all it a yeah tell-all. it's a tell-all She's it's right. not an academic so book with that mm-hmm. if you're speaking to your own family experiences do you need research and data to back it up if you're trying to mm. make if you're trying to make extrapolate it and talk about everyday black life the everyday black person and what what they're going through you need you can't just say I'm indicative of that when you have no idea about the millions of other black people and have no dad to say, here's why it makes sense to But here's use the thing. This. What is the everyday black person? Because I feel like the black experience is so rich, there's no linear experience for the everyday black person. Yeah. You know, each of us has had our own challenges and strug- uh, struggles. So it's not a linear experience. So what does that really mean, the everyday black person? She's right. And there and the beauty of being black is we have so many different stories. We have so much diversity within our culture. Yeah. So I, I do have to agree on on that point. I think there are experiences unique to black people that we experience every day, um, regardless of your socioeconomic economic status. And then I think there are things that are indicative of your socioeconomic status where there are a lot of minorities that are in that, that swath. So if Nova wasn't in that swath and lived that life, you know, I don't know. And if we're talking about Louisiana versus the rest of the nation. I didn't know anything about farm, farm life and farmland until I was reading that. I mean, until I watched the show. So... Did you guys have that feeling that maybe you weren't experiencing what she would be experiencing as an everyday black American? I think I think that cult, uh, demographically we experience different things depending on where we are um, yeah. geographically. Yeah. Um, like what I experienced going through in the South is completely different from what someone from New York might experience Midwest, or Ohio. the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think that is different. But I will say that I think um, a black man is still a black man um, that's targeted by a white man no matter where he is. So I'll say that. Yeah, I, I just I just want to see the data that shows to me that cause, because my experience isn't Nova's experience. So when I'm when I'm watching or if I were to be reading this book and hearing about the farm and the, her dad and how the farm passed down, a, a lot of that wouldn't be applicable to me. There would be some themes in there that that I I connected with. But if you're going to say this is part of the black experience. And it looks completely different from a kid from Miami or wherever else it is. Then you need to have the dad to say, "Here's why I believe that what I'm experiencing here in Louisiana is something you're experiencing there." Right? Because it's generalizing. Yeah. It is generalizing, yeah. and someone that's not black, yeah. especially if this is their first, yeah. uh, I, I guess, example of a black experience, that's yeah. what they're going to probably try and tie it to. Yeah. Now, if you yeah. tell me there's data that shows 80 percent people are disproportionately arrested in Louisiana, and I know the same things existing in Miami, and you're showing the data. So even though we're being raised in different ways, you know, we're showing that drug arrests are higher amongst minorities, mm-hmm. incarceration arrests right. are the higher. similarities. Yeah. And that okay. is why this is a memoir, and it's still Nova's opinion. 
But she's presenting it more as if it's an everyday black tome. I that, must say, yeah, yeah she, she's presenting she, it not as a. She's yeah. saying it's to help the black family, yeah. right? To, yes. And you know, we don't we don't agree with it anyway. Yeah. That was the book. <laughs> you know, I'm hoping that more people in the next episode will stand up and, yeah. and say something against the book. But I mean, again, Nova, she's. I, I'll be honest, she presented a pretty good argument at the press. Conference. Oh, I mean, she, oh, she, she did. did. Yeah, you know, yeah. she did. Yeah, she I will did say that. that. Yeah, she, she did her thing, she, yeah. and, and and that's the problem. Yeah, but also. So can we talk about Octavia back it back up so she just has a thing for her students like, oh. <laughs> she, I mean, I mean, she is nasty. Y'all like how Nova shut down yeah. her, uh, the little student. Yeah. Her. Ooh, no matter what, I just can't be Team Nova right now. No matter yeah, how no, much yeah. she shut that I mean, girl down. It's intellectually yeah. just challenging her. I said, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I just had to, you know. And, and even when Nova is on that stage and she's being questioned so hard, she, she does acquit herself well. So yes. that's the part about Nova that you're always going to love and be attracted to. And why Octavia's attracted to that. She's attracted to that intellectual mm-hmm. beast, really. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I understand what she's saying, but I, I love how she carries herself in front of the audience. Now, yeah. when she carries herself with her family, I don't like that. And what that. she's actually done is not I'm so. Right, yeah. but she, to me, she has no integrity. She has no loyalty, and I just cannot support that. Well, I can't. No, she doesn't have any loyalty to her... No, no, she has well, no loyalty, well, well, no integrity. Like, like to me, your cause means nothing because you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. You think you're doing it for the right reasons, but look at what it has done to her family. Yeah. Like, like my heart broke, and I don't want to. I don't want to jump around. Yeah. Topic, <laughs> oh, but yes. I'm just gonna say blue. Yeah, like my heart broke yeah. because I was not like for for his friend to say that to him on that playground. Yeah. It, mean, was, the, the, it should not have happened like yeah, that. And that's all he, she part and robbed parcel. that. She yeah. robbed so many things from her family when she put all this information in that book and she released it publicly. So many things were robbed from them. Yeah. And that's what I don't agree with. And if people are watching and agree with you or don't agree, they should probably leave a comment or two. Why don't you tell them how to tune into AfterBuzz? Yes, you guys, please <laughs> tune in to AfterBuzz TV. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. You know, it's such a pleasure to be a part of such a fantastic um, uh, digital network where we generate over a billion uh, views a year. Um, and I get to sit down and, and, and chat with so many amazing people like Shaka and Dontara. We get to share our views. But also, we get to hear from so many amazing viewers just like you. So be sure to uh, leave a comment, to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Listen to us on iTunes and continue to support what we love. Yes, give us all the stars. Give us all the stars. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to move on to the political heat. Um, politics really, obviously, <laughs> came front and center in this episode. It's always in Queen Sugar World. It's always bubbling underneath the surface. But yeah, today it came front and center. We got the big ice raid um, mm. of this and it's the first time we saw the clinic, and yeah, I wish they had given us more time and more stories and, you know, got to see the clinic really operate and run. Um, but we got, immediately got the ice raid and brings up so many issues that we're dealing with today. Um, how did you guys, I guess, what did, how did you respond, A, viscerally to it, because you really saw the families getting torn apart, and then what do you think now, how does Charlie play this? You know, honestly, to your point, I love the fact that they showcased what is happening now in today's society. It's not just a television show at this point. Yeah. They're actually really showcasing you what is going on uh, you know, in, mm-hmm. throughout the country. Not to mention, did y'all hear when the police officer um, when the ICE officer said to Charlie, well, it's allowed um, at, during this administration? Pretty yeah. much saying like these raids are allowed during yeah. this administration? I'm like, yes, writers, preach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, because that's what constrains these agencies is oversight. Mm-hmm. And if there's no oversight and there's actually like, you know, a blank check to do whatever you want, then of course they won't be. Right. Um, 
this, uh, I'll be honest, and I'm going to reveal just a little bit. Uh, this uh, part of the show really broke my heart the most. That's when I really, I could not <laughs> hold back my tears because of someone that grew up in foster care and that knows what it feels like to be torn away mm-hmm. from their family. I, my heart literally just broke because I know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that needs to be addressed and it's not right. It's a human issue. And I'm just sick and tired of seeing what these people, they are humans first and they are people, what they're going through in these concentration camps, because that's what they are. They're not getting medical attention, and I love and I respect and appreciate the fact that Ava DuVernay is is putting these messages, because she's opening up people's eyes in ways that are creating these conversations that tugs at our heartstrings, and that's making us feel like, you know what, damn it, we need to do something about it. Because that's how I felt. After I saw it, I was like, no, I need to do more. I need to do more. I need to get more educated. I need to talk to people. We need to create more conversations because we are still all human beings at the end of the day. Screw the papers. Screw ICE. Screw Trump. Screw all of that. We are human beings and we deserve to be treated as so. Yeah, and we we don't often see it. You know, we Mm -hmm. we get the tweets and we know what's happening and sometimes we see pictures, but, you know, to watch it unfold and even though it's a show, you see it and you felt it. And I think it's so important that we're telling these stories narratively Mm -hmm. on television and in film. And I loved how Charlie, how the ICE agent said these are illegal aliens and she's aliens these are human beings thank you yes and that's that's how it begins because you start to dehumanize people by mm-hmm. calling them different names, and no longer you're not thinking about the human element when you give them this other title. So I think it's so important. The writers identified that. In our, I love it. Yeah. Yes. I love it. Again, standing ovation yeah. to the writers. <laughs> Thank you. Standing ovation. And and now we have Charlie, and now she's ready to run for office. And I, Come on. I, I'm sure this was probably an extra push that made her go. I, I should be involved some more. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys think about her running against a a potential love interest in Jacob Boudreaux? <laughs> Shaka, now. I'm sick of Wait, you. Wait, no, no, no. You agree with me. Dontaire agree with me. That there I was some fire you, with Jacob. Do y'all, do y'all, listen, we about to get rid of our lead host. Uh, no, no I, I did agree yeah. that there is some, some kind of chemistry there. Yeah, yeah. But I don't want them to move forward. I, I really think her, her thing this season is going to be which guy she's going to pick. No, they, they, <laughs> yeah. definitely, they definitely have some chemistry. You can't deny. When yeah. they get together, just like uh, Nova, I mean, Nova and Octavia yeah. challenge each other intellectually, Jacob and Charlie, they challenge themselves too yeah. with this whole everything that they're going. Okay, so okay. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> um, I'm actually round of applause to Charlie, you know, but I'm a little scared. I, I just don't know what's going to happen. I feel like she's stepping into new ter- territory. I mean, she always handles, you know, mm-hmm. just handles the shit yeah. just very well. Yeah. But I, my heart just, every time Charlie steps into, you know, some, uh, some new kind of mess or try to figure something out, my heart just sort of... Yeah, you know what? But, but we cannot forget, again, who Charlie is. Yeah. And Charlie, if anything, I think that her heart beats off of that type of adrenaline. Mm-hmm. And um, we've seen her every single season take everything that's been thrown at her, eat it up, and spit it right back out. Yeah. So I have no doubt that she's going to do the same thing. I think that more than e- more than anything... This is where we're going to really see Romero step it up. You know, hmm. she... I, I'm hoping. Uh, we'll, 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 really we'll do hoping. that with the predictions. Okay. Yeah. She's going to need that support. What yeah. she, can't, she can't be out there by herself. She can't be alone. She needs the support of Romero. She needs the support of her family. Because I, I think what we've seen, a potential, uh, you know, next episode is, I think, a gunshot or something went through a window. <laughs> so she got to be strapped and she got to be ready. But yeah. what she will not do, she's not, she not going to give up. She's not going to let them get to her. I just yeah. hope that her running... And this political landscape doesn't take away from 
Micah needs some attention right now. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And some guidance. So I just hope it doesn't take away from that aspect and that relationship. Yeah, but he also what, has a father. And he still has a father. That I mean, is not, is being sort of kept at bay. But I would say. I was struck when I remember hearing Michael was 17 years old because I forgot how old he was in the show. Mm-hmm. And because he's really grown up so much in terms mm-hmm. of what he's been through. But you forget now, I think this is, well, we'll go into predictions later, but this is not a good beginning for Mike at 17. It just seems like the storm is brewing. Yeah. Um, but we got to talk about Blue's heartbreak. Oh, um, gosh. So heartbreaking. And of course, it's a kid at, at, on the playground that kind of tells him this. What did you, I mean, but I was going to say, what do you think of the scene? The great, the scene was great. Um, what do you think about how Blue deals with this now in this moment? Uh, Don Taran, how did Ralph Angel respond to him? Oh, my gosh. How did Ralph Angel respond? Yeah. was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but it broke my heart when uh, Blue said, I thought you were part of me, Pops. Mm. And then Ralph Angel responded, you know, I choose you. Yeah. You that know, whole, that whole, that whole yeah. exchange and interaction, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Um, and we had already predicted this, that Somebody on the playground was probably going to let Blue know. Yeah. We predicted that from the as first it happens, yes. yeah, as it goes. Yeah. We, kids are cruel, yeah. and I, but the little boy, his um, you know, his interaction, I felt like he wasn't trying to be cruel. Oh, he yeah. was just Mm-mm. well, my mom and my mom said just yeah. going on what he heard. But you know, when I was a child, I remember I was in fourth grade, and I had a friend whose grandmother was raising her. She thought it was her mom the whole time. Wow. And it was another friend's mother who told her, you know, that's not your mom. And I remember I went back and told my mom, yeah. you know, like, oh, guess what happened between my, my group of friends? And I remember my mom's face just was like, smile upside down. And she was heartbroken. Because she knew the ramifications yes. of his kids. And she, yes. And yeah. she was heartbroken. And she was like, you know, that was not that was not her place to say that to that child. So mm-hmm. I just remember that feeling like, oh, okay, so it's not. Okay, yeah. so I, I understood. Yeah. And I empathized with yeah. it. But the way they handled it yeah. was amazing. Yeah, beautifully written. Yes. I have to yeah. agree, beautifully written. I, I will say in that moment, uh, my thoughts were, I'm glad that it happened this way. Meaning, like, I'm glad that he had both his mom and his dad, and they were there mm-hmm. to shower him with love. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's unfortunate how the truth came out, but imagine it happening happening at a different point in his life. Yeah. You know, um, I, I, I appreciated the way that they told him the truth. Well, I mean, he was probably a few years away from going, you look a lot different than me, though. <laughs> they do look real different. Yeah, and so he's he, smart. He would have figured it out in a year or two. He's maturing quickly. You know he's maturing quickly. <laughs> I'd been like, hold up. I mean, like, he just could look like his mama. No, Maybe no. Like his Mama. But I just want to mention something because I did, um, I previously uh, interviewed Kofi um, a while ago mm-hmm. and I asked him what was the most challenging aspect of bringing Ralph Angel to life. And his response was that, you know, he uses Ralph Angel's character as a source of therapy. You grow from challenges and Ralph Angel has helped me grow in many ways by helping to acknowledge certain things, not only in my very own life, but also in the world in general. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that scene spoke to what he was saying in terms of, um, not just realizing stuff in his world, but in the, you know, in life in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, how many people do you know who have father figures who have stepped up to the plate right. and who aren't their biological father? Yeah. But that's that's who they consider their father. So and that I'm was sure a perfect example. The amount of growth that you must actually have as a person to play that and be that on mm-hmm. screen, of course, it's going to shift you a little bit. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, and amazing, also another so. great conversation to have in our black community. You know, we, yeah. we have so many conversations surrounding around parents, especially fathers the being present father, or yeah. absent from the home. So that was a really great conversation. Or stepfathers or, or, 
or, or whatever the case yeah. might be, but the father, the black father, yeah. is such a great conversation to have. Yeah, and this black father choosing to be a father mm. in a situation I where he really you. shouldn't even be the father. Exactly. <laughs> so, black fatherhood at its finest. Amen. Amen. Thank we're, you. Working on it. Working Thank on you, writers. Uh, <laughs> 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 but we got some news. Uh, do we have some news? We do have yes. some news. <laughs> Yeah, she's back yes, with the news. we're back with the news. <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm going to keep it short and sweet yeah. today. Uh, I was stalking our writers, Mike Flynn, Instagram page, as well as Don and a few of our other uh, actors from Queen Sugar. And the great news is that they've officially wrapped season four in Louisiana. So let's Woo! congrats to them. <laughs> they had a huge celebration yesterday. Um, so, yeah, Congrats on an amazing season so far. I can't wait to see what else they filmed. Oh, yeah. Um, wow. And then I did, I, I, I kind of slid into our writer's uh, DM. And let's go to that message. Really quick. And, and hopefully we'll bring them on later in the season. Yeah, now that they're at, we'll get us. some of the actors on yeah, as well. Yeah, that'll, that'll be exciting. Uh, let's see. Where is his message? Shifting mm-hmm. through, shifting through. Okay, so he wanted to tell all of you that uh, they feel very accomplished and that, um, you know, they can't wait to come onto the show. So, they, they're really excited about what they have to show us and he can't wait to sit in and talk to you guys. Yeah, we got to quiz him on what he's been writing for this season <laughs> and what's coming for season five because we all want to know. <laughs> right, make sure you bring some of your friends with you when you come in, you know, on the show, Mike. All right. uh, and of course we have our big easy scene segment, a little slice of Louisiana life. Yes. So, we're not going to talk about New Orleans Particularly, we're going to talk about the state of Louisiana mm. as a whole. So, we're going to talk about the Louisiana Purchase, a little history lesson. Okay. Um, so, in 1803, the Louisiana Purchase um, occurred and it was acquired from France with the purchase price of $15 million. So, this yeah. is in 1803. Oh. So, that made it the largest land deal, one of the largest uh, land deals ever. So, today, that $15 million, would be approximately $1.2 trillion oh. if that was... That was an investment. That was yes. a good one. Hmm. Yes. Solid. <laughs> Way outside of my tax bracket, but, you know, these things just keep on um, But with that, in addition to the large price tag, the deal also doubled the size of the United States. So this, is a, this was a history lesson for me because I thought the Louisiana Purchase was solely about Louisiana. Yeah. Not at all. Um... It was a huge territorial gain in American history. It was not just about the state of Louisiana. It consisted land from the Mississippi River to the Rocky Mountains, the Gulf of Mexico, and to Canada. Now, let's break this down, because I'm sure y'all probably wonder, well, how did it double in size? So, the 15 U.S. states and two Canadian provinces that it acquired was Arkansas, Colorado, Iowa, Kansas, Minnesota, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, New Mexico, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Texas, Wyoming, and of course Louisiana. So that wow. is what made up the Louisiana Purchase, wow. making it one of the largest land deals in American history. Wow! Thank you for and I need a glass that. of water for that. One. <laughs> you guys get a little Queen Sugar, a little yes. history too. <laughs> and so we got to go into our predictions as we wind down. After Buzz TV predictions, crazy stuff. What do you got for us, uh, All right, Davis is doing the absolute most. Mm-hmm. I need Davis to go somewhere. <laughs> However, I don't feel. I feel like he's still trying to shoot his shot mm-hmm. throughout the whole season. Um, and I don't feel like he's going to get that job. Something It's going to fall through. Mm-hmm. I just don't 
see it well, happen for him. I agree. I yeah. agree. I'm, I'm with you 100%. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Uh, 200 <laughs> protesters, not, not going to happen. Exactly. Uh, you know, I'm going to shed a little light, bring a little light, a little love uh, to our predictions. Ralph Angel and, and Deja, such a breath of fresh air. We just oh, see yeah. them falling more and more in love. The first kiss. Um, oh, oh that was beautiful. Such a beautiful moment. First handhold. Uh, hand also, Romero is a breath of fresh air. Oh my God, hater. <laughs> you know, I'm wishing the, those two the best of luck with their uh, relationship. And um, I'm hoping that, like I said before, Romero can be that support that she needs. So I'm going to keep it light this yeah. time. Huh. Um, what do I got? What do I got? Uh, I think Charlie, which I'm excited for her, I think she's going to become a woman of the people. I think she'll kind of rally people together. She's tried in the past, but she doesn't always feel like she's connecting, but I feel like her heart and her soul's into it now, and she's kind of part of the community. So I'm looking forward to see her kind of embrace that more. And I think we're going to get some really evil doing to machinations from Octavia. So I'm excited to see uh, mm. you know, what she's got. In the, I think she's going to try to hurt Nova. I don't think she's just trying to come a little shy. I think she's going to really try to push Nova aside or do something to hurt Nova and really elevate herself. Now, when you say hurt, do you mean like physically assault or you mean like emotionally? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I mean, what are we talking about? I, I wouldn't be against that. Okay. No, I, 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 Damn I mean, Nova. I mean more scheme to to kind of to diminish Nova's star. Okay. Yeah, and, and somehow do so in a way that will help elevate her own. Yeah, that last look. Yeah, mm, just like, behind her back. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like you're not here for anything good. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody would be mad at that. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my prediction. But yeah, this was a this is a fun little episode to uh, to talk about. Yeah, it was. It was. My heart was heavy. Yeah, my heart was very heavy. Yeah, but I'm glad. I'm glad that the issues are being tackled, and that we're going to have a lot more for the rest of the season. All right. Well, guys, thank you for joining us. Again, my name is Shaka Smith. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. Hey, guys, it's Miss Candy Marie. Always a pleasure to be here. You can find me on Instagram at Miss Candy Marie and on Twitter at Sweet Candora TV. And I'm Dontara Terrell. You can find me on all social media at Dontara Terrell. See you guys next week. Bye, Bye, guys. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.